All right, what's up? Coach Pennington here. This is the first ever uh, championship season podcast with my boy, Hollis Lewis, my former uh, high school quarterback. What's going on, Hollis? I'm doing great, man. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing good, man. I love the shirt. Thank you, man. I, and this was not on purpose. This was just the only thing I didn't have to iron this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> you playing that whole thing out, even that statement. <laughs> Um, well, first of all, you know, I know, uh, uh, you do a lot of things, man. You're, you're, a a big time leader and and positive leader in the community here. Uh, you wear a lot of hats and you work your ass off, man, to, to, to do things. You're a, you're a father, a husband of, or a a husband, a father of four, a lawyer, uh, a professor, um, a football coach, an entrepreneur, and you were the magistrate from 2019 to 2021, right? Yes, sir. That's that's a lot of stuff. I mean, how do you, yeah, how, do you how do you juggle all that, and how do you stay, uh, you know, motivated to keep doing those things? It's funny because like I, I think about that sometimes, and it's just like I can't like at times I want to pick some stuff down, but you know, um, I think that when you kind of got a calling and you want to, um, not that I even want to, it just stuff comes, and I feel like an obligation, like you have to sort of maximize your opportunities. Again, you can't do everything, but I think the stuff is for you. You just got to try to make it work no matter what, no matter the time you just got to try to, that's the way my brain works. I just get in and just make it work. Yeah. You are, you're, you're making it work. And, uh, and I'm watching you, you know, side by side and from afar and and inspired by what you do. What's the, you know, what are you trying to, what's kind of the grand um, theme that you're trying to do? Like, uh, in the community or just, you know, the broader vision for you? Um, I just, I think I want to put myself in a space and, and in a position where I can be of direct assistance. So uh, there's a lot of things that go on in the community. There's a lot of things that go on um, with, with, with young people. And I want to be a direct access for resources to, to, to networking, to opportunities. And I think that <clears throat> coming from where I come from, I always, my boy said this to me this weekend. He said, uh, you know, you needed you when you were young. So I just, that's the kind of the, the motto that I sort of flow with. And I just, like I said, I just want to be that direct access, and that direct connect, just to be able to, you know, not only just inspire people, but say, hey, you want to do this? Okay, I know this person. You go over here, I'm going to make a phone call for you. Right. It's not just a, a hollow conversation. It's like, no, I, I can get this done. Yeah. I can go from it, you know. And that's go from it. And that's funny you say that because that's what uh, oftentimes I think some people get frustrated because when you talk to me or you're asking me something, I'm like, I go straight to problem solving. My mind goes straight there. So if you say you want to do this, okay, let's see who I let's get this Rolodex and let's let's see who knows, you know what I mean? And let's try to make it happen. I think some people necessarily aren't wired that way. And like, you know, coach, you become, um, being in a position of leadership, you can all oftentimes become a, um, a vessel to vent to. Yeah. And I'm just not built that way. You know, we got a problem. Let's solve it. I love that. I love Hall's that statement. You needed you when you were younger. That, that's such a yeah. profound statement. And it may, makes a lot of sense, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and knowing you and knowing what you do and how you're helping people. And, and uh, you know, you, that kind of ties it all together for me. Um, you know, that's kind of what you're up to currently. What, you know, I, I watch you. Uh, looks like you're getting after it. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about working out yeah. diet. Uh, what, what's kind of your discipline right now? And what's, what's your motivations like for personal growth? You know what? I had to sort of reassess that. Um, I had a shoulder injury 
and I kind of let it get me down. Um, I was kind of in a mode. I was kind of doing my thing. I was feeling good just as far as working out. I suffered a shoulder injury. I, I won't call it an injury. It's just, you know, but, you know, for us old football players, you know, you just get, uh, get dinged up every now and again. And it kind of set me back. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It's my thoughts. Oh, Craig Kinder in ninth grade landed on it. He tapped and <laughs> landed on it. And it's never been right since. But um, so I kind of let that get me off track a little bit. So I had to sort of just re-engage and said, you know, I had to um, kind of refocus my goals. You know, these are my goals. This is what I want to do. I didn't have to set necessarily new ones. So I had to refocus that and just get back into my discipline, get back into like, hey, you don't need that extra piece. So you don't need that beer. You don't need that. You know, get back into what you uh, what you set out to do. Because I'll, I'll, I figured like with me, it sort of starts from the ground up. And, you know, if I'm working out, I'm eating good. I'm feeling good. I'm thinking better. And everything sort of blossoms from there. So it's really kind of like a starting ground for me. So just getting back to uh, my discipline, getting back refocused is, uh, is, is kind of where I'm at now. So working out is kind of like your keystone habit. If that's right, everything else kind of falls in line or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, like I said, I think um, like it, it, that's sort of a foundation. And then from there, um, you know, sort of with all that, that's kind of, I would say, one of the drawbacks. When you wear all these hats, you don't necessarily get a lot of time for yourself. So even um, just being in the gym, I just got, you know, I just ran twice. I ran to lunch, ran after work right before uh, right before I met you now. And just having that time to think, right, and having that space in that room just to let my mind explore and kind of see what the next steps are and planning and plotting, you know, those next, um, my next couple of years. It's kind of like a meditation almost when you work out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Everybody got their own, you know, their own rhythm and their own thing. And for me, that's it. And from there, I can just, you know, I, I can I can think more clearly. Well, speaking of goals and, and how you kind of refocus yourself, how, how do you do your goals? Do you write them down? Do you have visual board? Do you, you know, do you just kind of keep them in your phone? I mean, what is what is your process like for, you know, kind of setting and achieving goals? Man, pin the pad. I, I, I don't think there's nothing. There's, there's, I, I, and it's funny you, you asked me that. I don't, I was just thinking last night, there's nothing, it's a vibration. Even like reading, um, it's, a, it's a different, it's like, I, I almost think it's like a higher frequency. So in pen to pad, I, you know, I have my, I'm at my office now and I have my, uh, my journals and my notebooks here with me and, and writing them things down, you know, and I think that the good things, and also I'll tell you this, not necessarily a vision board, but just uh, taking pictures. So, uh, writing is one methodology, and that's, I think that's primary. And taking pictures. So, for example, uh, you know, weight loss. I can go back. I was sort of looking today. Okay, this is where I was at. You know, this is where I got to. You know, this is kind of where I'm at now. So, and this is where I want to go. So, even having that sort of that visual history to back you. So it's like so. For, just to answer your question, writing and 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 those sort of visuals. Yeah. So you're writing it down and having that visual that you can look to. And that's, yeah. that's, uh, you know, I, I mean, anyone that listens to this, I mean, writing it down is, is such a huge part of it. It's, it's a wish yeah, it's a, to write it down. It becomes a goal, you know? And yeah, you know, yeah. I like the idea. It's of funny, like even, I'm sorry, but even being a magistrate, like uh, we were tasked when I was in college, we took a senior a seminar class and they said, plan out your five, 10, 15, 20 year goal. And within that goal, I had wrote, and I had forgot about this. I just found the paper cleaning up to be a magistrate. Like, I would like to be a magistrate one day. I wrote that 
in the college class like in 2004. And you know, how many or 15 years later, I was that. So it's power in the sword, it's power in the um in the pen, mightier than the sword as Bob Marley used to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's crazy how that stuff works out and then you kind of forget about it, but it's in your subconscious oh, mind. Yeah, yeah. It's in there and, um, you know, I think that said something like, you know, negative thinking is, uh, it works 100% of the time, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even be able to like, with your negative thinking, even be able to like, cause I think like you can't help but have negative thoughts sometimes, but like being able to like consistently just replace them, replace them, replace them until that kind of that, that bug is out of your head, you know? Yeah, when you say a negative thought out loud, it's like 10 times more likely yeah. to happen. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's one of the I've learned that too all the time. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, and you and I do it too, but like that's one of the first things I, I try to teach our players is don't say mm-hmm. stupid stuff out loud. Like uh, you have yeah. those thoughts, but you don't want to put it out there. You're going to make it more likely uh, to yeah. happen. And, and, you know, one thing I've been thinking about recently, and it's because I read a book about it, but it's called mental contrasting. It's It's where you write mm-hmm. down your goals, right? And then you also write down the obstacles that, that you're going to face. And usually it's a personal yeah. obstacle. Uh, have you ever done that before? And, and you know, it, yeah. I guess the, the research says it kind of links the wish with the actual reality of what you're going to go through. And, um, and it kind of makes it a little bit easier to achieve when you do hit those speed bumps. Have you ever thought about that before or done that? No, I've, I've done that before. Uh, like in, I would say, what was it, early, late 2018, 2019 was kind of just a bad time for me just personally and uh I started to get into some of those but I forget that it's actually a, a teacher out of St. Albans who has a very good uh, uh ghost book along with your book and um what it was is that it was sort of the same thing you write your goal down okay and uh give the steps for your goal and then you give like well what's what's um what are some of the obstacles what are your impediments to achieving this and it kind of lists, it has a range of like your emotion, your physical, that it kind of goes down the line. And it and then it tasks you with saying, what do you do to to get over these impediments in order to make it happen? So I definitely, and I think what it does, it just, it, it gives you a game plan. So it yeah. gives you foresight. Yeah. You know, I tell like, I you know, I work with quarterbacks and I tell you, you have to get on auto correct. You know, so like if I'm throwing a ball and it, and it, and it goes in the dirt, then I, if, if I'm trained enough and my conscious enough at all, have my leg locked or I overextend it. So, and then it, what it does for you is saying it, it almost sort of predetermines the obstacles. So when the obstacles happen, you all you kind of like have a plan to deal with. It. Yeah. So yeah, I've definitely yeah. done. That's key. I think at some point in your life you have to do this. Yeah, it's it's uh it's kind of like you know if you were gonna play uh you know first game of the year if you don't know what the other team's running you you don't really your plan is very generic and then if you know yeah. what what the defense is doing, you know, what plays to run to attack it. And I think that's the same, you know, knowing what you're up against. Do you have any, like, um, you know, uh, I'm big on self-talk and I, you know, soundtracks, like those, those things you say over and over in your mind. So like when you do face that obstacle, I know, for example, um, coach Edwards had me, he had a, a quote in my mind, you know, leading up to going to WVU. <laughs> um, he said like pain is temporary pride is forever. I mean, he didn't say the quote, mm-hmm. but he stuck that in my mind and I, and I would play that soundtrack over and over and over again. Every time I got tired, every time I just thought, okay, this is temporary. The pride you feel, you know, wearing blue and gold, that that'll be forever. And that soundtrack allowed me to push through any pain that I was, you know, temporarily feeling. 
Do you have any quotes like that that you use that, uh, that you could share? Yes. Mentally respond. Do not emotionally react. I love that. Right? So here's what happened, right? Particularly, and, and I'm just going to sort of limit it to, to men and young men, right? What happens is, is that in times that you're, if you're trying to like, you know, you're losing weight, right? I'm just going to keep it generic like that. And, and, and you're hitting your spots, you're hitting your goals, you're losing five, 10 pounds, this, blah, 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 blah. then it drops, right? So what happens is, is that I don't think we always contribute it to an emotional reaction, but you get frustrated. You sort of throw up your hands. Damn, I just, I'm stuck. It's not moving fast enough. Man, I, what does it matter if I eat this, this candy or this cake or whatever it is, your vice, right? right? That's an emotional reaction. So it's not... And I think sometimes men, we don't like to classify it as that. We don't like to think of it as that. But it's the most in the reaction. You know, if your wife or your kids are getting on your nerves, it's easy to explode. Or you can sit back, take your time, and have a mental response to that problem in order to solve it. So that that that's a quote that's omnipresent in my mind. And I, and I always think about it. I always go back to it. Even times when I break it, it it's so omnipresent that it comes back immediately it's like dang how can i handle that situation better how can i deal with this better so that's that's kind of the, the main thing that i'm on right now dude i love that that is so powerful and i've heard you say that before but like mm-hmm. i i lose patience with my kids i lose patience yeah. with yeah. my job with my career with everything mm-hmm. and i really i need to put that onto my soundtrack because i i've been trying yeah. to kind of have a, a handful and you know we do that with our team we have little sayings and you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're cliche, but they, like you said, it's omnipresent. It's in your mind. So yeah. when you do, uh, when you do face that obstacle that you know is coming, you just tell yourself that, mm-hmm. that self-talk script. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm and and I think I us as men, we don't like to admit that we're emotional as we are. I think that sometimes we think of emotional as like, like, like right. outwardly outburst right. or, or going off or, or getting loud or crying or things like that. But it's just how you respond to something. Could be, and again, I, again, I want to temper this. I don't want to say emotions are bad. We're not talking about that. We're talking about extremities. We're talking about just going off the edge, going off the cliff. And that's what we can't have. We have to bring it back so that way we can properly deal with the situation. Yeah, it's, it's pretty stoic of you right there. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to steal it. One of the things I love uh, about you that you do that's that always, um, um, you know, kind of uh, inspires me, but I, that I admire, you always take introspective. You're always looking inward. And is that something that you've always had? And and what do you, you know, is, is that what you tell yourself to get to that? Like, hey, you need to step back and, and mentally respond, but you're always looking inward and, and how to improve. What, what do you like, what does that come from? You know what? It comes from my um, my my uh, my talks with my dad on on our porch. I can remember being in middle school, well, junior high for us, and my me and my dad would always have these like freaking like ten p.m. to like two a.m. talks on the porch, particularly in nice weather. And that's something he would always tell me. Like he would always not in not so many words, but he would always uh, he has he would call it give me the game. And he would sort of tell me these things. And um, for a long time in my life, I would always um, sort of, I wouldn't say blame other people, but I, I would say blame other people for lack of better words, particularly like in my, and, and again, this is a, 
probably um, a lesson that was most manifested through football. So I would blame this or this ain't going right. And then I had to take a step back. So I had to look at my high school, my college career. And, and I had to really, really take a step back. And I'll tell you a quick story. And I, I won't, I probably don't won't be long. No, keep going. So, but so, for example, before my senior year in high school, we had, you know, we've always, kept, we always like lived the house. But time got really tight. So we moved to like, we moved back to the projects, right? I had came from there when I was little. We kind of moved on up and things got bad and we moved back. So I'm frustrated as hell. Like, I, it, it, and again, pure frustration, you know, not knowing how to deal with the situation, not just, just mad, I'm angry, all these sort of emotions that I, you know, didn't know how to deal with. But I got older and what I failed to realize was that it was, it, it could have been a huge blessing. And in some way it was, right? But just keeping it, you know, sports. I was in that project. I was less than a three-minute walk from the gym. You know, here in Western Charleston, we have free gyms. So I could have spent my time, instead of focusing on where I was at, spent my time focusing on to where I wanted to go. Right. Because right? I was right there. I was really walking distance. There was a gym that was open every day, a gym, a pool, fields. I had, every, I had everything I needed in order to be better right there. And it's because I didn't look at it that way that I sort of missed that opportunity. I missed maximizing that opportunity, I say. So from experiences like that, I've learned to, before I point the finger, before I look outwardly, I always take inventory here. Okay, what's going on? Da, 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 da. I take inventory, inventory, inventory. And most of the times, if you take inventory, you're either going to find a problem or find an answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Just keep yeah. taking inventory, all the information, and you're going to find, okay, well, I could have done this, this, or this. Yeah, because yeah, that, that – you know, Or you could do. Or you could do. You can do this. You can't – you know, even as far as like a, a presentism, like a present situation to where you want to go, you know, if you start to really, really dig in, dig deep inside, you're fine with what you're looking for. Yeah, and you and once again, just mentally respond and don't emotionally react. You know, hey, you have to always. And that, you know, I, I uh, love a, um, oh, I can't think of the, the name of the book, but um, it's by Trevor Moad, and it's he's uh, Russell Wilson's uh, mental coach, mental trainer. Yeah. He calls it neutral thinking, where mm -hmm. you just you just think about you know the situation, the event, the circumstance for what it is. You take it all in, like you as you say, take inventory. And then you kind of replan and then come up with a plan of attack to move forward. I think that's, yeah. um, you know, I think a lot, you know, he's uh, a lot of people confuse that maybe with, um, you know, for me, it's like uh, people see me as this positive guy. And I, but I like to think of it like you where it's like, okay, I'm just, I just take in what I've seen, you know, and try to fix whatever problems going on. And then once I know what I'm doing, yeah, I'm going to be positive about it and believe in it. Yeah. And then continue yeah. to do that cycle over and over again. Um, and it's a way to maximize the opportunity. You know, it's like, you know, it's like being in an office or being at your workspace. You could be there and just sit there and sit in your rat hole and just do your work. Or you could do your work and build relationships with everybody. You know what I mean? And then really maximize that opportunity because you may not be at that office space forever. No, that's that's great stuff. And, and that's uh, it's awesome that, you know, came from some conversations with your dad on the porch and how you yeah. kind of saw how to, how to flip things and and it's all about perspective that's kind of what yeah. 
I've realized is my job as a head football coach is to teach perspective, how to look at things the right way so that you can be successful. And uh, mm -hmm. definitely the ownership and, and self-reflection that you do is uh, I'm, I'm positive is a big reason why you're so successful now. Um, I, ha I have a, a couple more questions. I know, you know, we talk a lot about leadership and, um, you know, you're, we're on the same football staff. We played football together. We have all this stuff in common. Um, but, you know, you're a leader in a lot of respects, you know, with your family, um, in the community, at your office, on our team. You know, what are some of your core principles as a leader? You know, I'm sure some of them overlap, but what do you what do you see as your kind of main responsibility as a leader or your core principles, uh, you know, as a leader? Um, I, I think, number one, you just I, I think the first aspect of being a leader is being part of the team. Like you still like, even though you may be at the head or back or whatever your leadership position is, you still got to be a part of the team. Um, you have to you, you got to work. Right. You got to work. You got to uh, leadership is not, you know, kicking your feet up and, and that's it. And also, man, you got to you got to be able to take the brunt. You got to take the abuse. You got to take, you know, in my case, you got to take the phone calls. You got to try to answer, the, you know, the emails. You got to try to answer the DMs. You got to be in a position where, like, if you're going to call yourself something, you got to try to be that. You have to be that. You cannot be anything other than what you professing to be. Like, you have to try to um, be in a position where you really, you know, not afraid to stand up and stand out. Not afraid to, like you said, like, you know, being a head coach, you take a lot of abuse. You're going to take the bad write-ups. You're going to take all the negative talk. And you got to be able to take that standing up, standing strong, and having the vision, most important, the vision of moving forward. Like, I like I love, I always love what, like, how Coach Ed, I always tell people, like, man, you, you, you like, what you see now in that program is something different. Forget championships, forget all that. I understand it, you know, whatever. But from what it was to what it now, that's that takes vision. That yeah. takes patience. That takes, you know, really standing tall and really fighting, you know, to, to, to get to where it's at now. So these are all the sort of things that um, I think encompass. And also, lastly, I think you have to move from a, you have to move from a position of like, because I think once you're thrust out there, it's a point of like inspiration for a lot of people or even for yourself. So you have to move from that in order, almost sort of stepping back down in order to really get in the trenches and do the work. Yeah, to kind of step back and see it from different angles. Yeah. Uh, so you can do the right work because sometimes as a leader, yeah. you, can, you get can't see the trees, you know, the, the forest because of the trees kind of thing. And that's what I was like just coming around the program is like I always I love how y'all you in particular y'all so you, you're so detailed oriented like you know carry the ball here you know you're stepping three inches the wrong way and you know just those little details is what's gonna win it for you and that's what you know I think sometimes when you get so high you so high mighty you do, you know you're feeling good you sort of forget those little details that like you know those little bricks that made the house that you now standing on. Well, you know, I think it, it was awesome in retrospect, you know, in hindsight, you know, after recruiting and then, you know, spring season right on top of that, you know, there was no take a step back, you know, and then after the season, uh, especially with the pandemic and trying to figure out all the nuances of that, you know, after the season to step back and really take a look and assess where we're at, 
uh, like you yeah. say, take inventory. You know, once we did that, then it was easier to move forward. You know, and it was yeah. uh, it was a lot easier to say, okay, here's where we made mistakes, here's where we did things right, and here's where we're going to keep building. And I think that's, um, you know, I think when you're when you're when the people around you see that, like you said, you got to you got you said embody that. You know, and and yeah. when the players or the people around you see, okay, he's he's stepping back, he's looking at himself and and what he needs to do, and that's going to carry over to the rest of your team. And you can't lie to yourself neither. <laughs> It's yeah. hard. Like, it's sometimes it's easy to get, like, you feel like, hey, I'm just going to lie to myself. I'm going to, you know, BS myself. But you can't lie to yourself. You got to, you, you know what I'm saying? Again, you want to be positive. You want to be optimistic. But you can't lie to yourself because if you lie to yourself too much, you can't answer no, you, you can't solve the problem. Right. So as a leader, you got to be truthful, at least with you. <laughs> no doubt, man. That's that's why I love that, you know, that mentally respond and, and neutral thinking and just, you know, look at it no matter what happens. You lose a game you know, okay, we lost. What do we do wrong? Okay, we can fix this, yeah. fix that. This is, you know, just what it is. And and you can kind of, but once you get that plan, you know, that you, you know, you go all in with that plan and you start moving forward. And that's kind of, for me, I love just like this podcast. Like, I just like to take action. Like once I, I to me, that's the best motivation. Just start, you know, and yeah. then, uh, hopefully the, you know, a hundred episodes from now, this is a, there's a better, there's a microphone that's better. There's a, you know, I'm sitting yeah place where I can do this stuff but uh but when you got an idea sometimes you know taking action is the best thing to do and you can kind of figure it out along sure. the way sure what uh this and this is a, a a loaded question here what advice would you give a young Hollis Lewis you know uh young uh, adult um kind of coming up in the ranks maybe uh probably not as patient as he should be ambitious mm-hmm. and I say that because we're so similar you know and how we you know probably because we're you know from the same area, football players, same coaches, and uh, we have a lot in common. And so what, what advice would you give a young Hollis Lewis or young John Pennington who's trying to, trying to figure this whole thing out and, and become a successful adult? Man, I would say probably, I mean, it's, it's a lot, but I mean, number one is to have, I mean, to have a laser focus. Like whatever, number one, I would say, well, here's what I'm saying. Number one, define exactly what you want to do. Define it. Like you said, write it down, think on it, take a week, a month, whatever, however long it takes. Think about exactly what you want to do, right? And I think we knew what we wanted to do, right? Right. So that was sort of the easy part for us. Now the part is like you have to become laser focused on what it is that you want to do. And the hard part, and again, this goes to leadership, the, the previous question as well, is the hard part of that is that you have to be willing to be alone. You have to be willing to suffer and you have to be willing to work extremely hard for it, for, for what it is that you say that you want. Again, I, I'm not. And again, I think we say like things like hard work in this most like generic form. But you, but that's what it takes, particularly like if you're at a space where you're young, you don't have bills, you don't have family. All you the luxury that you have is time, space and energy. Right. So work extremely hard for what it is that you say that you want. Focus on what you want. Surround yourself with people who are going to pull out the very best in you. I think sometimes, again, we come up, you know, we you come up in areas, you don't, you can't help who your friends are certain some ways, you know, particularly like in the times we came up in, you know what I mean? 
because uh, you're just hanging around the neighborhood kids, the kids you go to school with. But you got to start making decisions early about what you want to be. And you got to see, do those people fit what you want to ultimately want to be? Or you might be strong enough to start to feel curved at a situation and focus on you. I think you were a little bit better at that than me. You know what I mean? So th- those are just, I mean, that's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of questions. Yeah. And then I, I, and I'll say this too. I, I posted this uh, the other day. I said, um, passion plus acumen times talent equals your work. Right. Cause I think we can be passionate about something. Right. But do we have the necessary acumen to be an expert and fulfill that ultimate passion? Right. right. So we have to measure that to see where we're at. And then we have to factor in our, our natural talent, right? And then that sort of equals who we are, equals our work. So whatever your passion is, assess, do that inventory of your acumen to fulfill that passion. And then you have to factor your, ta- your talent. Because your talent may be, maybe your passion and your talent are in conflict, but that doesn't mean that they can't work together in some capacity. And then that's kind of equal who you are. Right, like I'm, I mean, you know, I'm never gonna be, you know, or never probably was going to be a, a world track uh, or world uh, champion in the 400 meters, you know, just my, my physical, you know, short legs, you know, small, not super fast, probably not going to happen. So you got, I think that's just a, just a basic example, but making sure all those things line up, you know, get you, like you said, to your, your, uh, your work or your life's work. All right. Last question. And it's in uh, similar lines, right. But um, you know, well, not really a question, but, you know, what are you most excited about uh, moving forward? You know, we talked about what advice you can give. Yourself. What are you most excited about right now, you know, in the next couple months or next couple of years? I mean, what what is it kind of driving you and what are you most excited about? You mean, like, personally? Yeah, like, right. Anything no. that you're doing personally with your man, family? I'm, or- man, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited for, like, life, dude. Like, it's so many stuff on the horizon. Uh, me and my wife were buying our first house. We got some um, organizations we're trying to get into. Uh, I have some things that I'm um, planning or uh, trying to, um, that's another thing I've kind of been thinking about, just like where I, where I ultimately want to take my career. So I'm, I'm sort, of, um, sort of sketching that out now. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm excited about, you know, just like I said, my capacity, just like just in the football and the athletic world. I'm happy that, um, I'm around all of these like high school kids and college kids that they're going to college, they're, they're graduating and doing all these exciting things. I'm happy to be a part of that process. Um, I'm happy to, to be a part of like you said, like Yellow Jacket Nation. Like I'm all in, like you know, not just on the athletic side, but not just in, also in the classroom and also just um, you know, just trying to do my part to promote our school and really push it uh, forward. So man, I, I I'm really excited for life, man. It's just you know, the, you know, my kids are growing up. They're starting to get into to, you know their little activities and the personalities are starting to bloom. So I'm excited for my family. I'm excited for you know the steps me and my wife are taking. I'm excited for my career. I'm just I'm really I'm excited. And, you know, uh, in that excitement, you start to get a little nervous too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just trying to like make sure I, I can bring it back down to make sure that, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm continuing working and, you know, following the steps and just building brick by brick. Yeah, that's, that's what it takes, man. And you're, 
Uh, I mean, I'm so <laughs> proud of you, dude. Like it's it, just, you are having a huge impact more than you even realize, you know what I mean? With not just kids, but me and everyone in our program, West Virginia state, just people in the community. You're just, you're a positive, you're a positive impact on, on everyone around you. And that's to me, a mark of a great person. And, and I love being around you and love doing this interview, man. I, I, yeah, uh, man, I'm excited for you to. Uh, yeah, so now you gotta. Now you gotta bring. Now you gotta. I am. I'm probably. I'm. I'm just. I'm on the other side of the hill. So that's we, what we I already got the house picked out. Yeah. So, but now you gotta. Um. So this is episode one. So I gotta come back for episode 100. <laughs> yeah. Since we already talked you know about it. Yeah. Episode 100 got to be the repeat. We'll see what advice episode 100 Hollis would give episode one Hollis. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Man, man, thanks for doing it. Uh, you know, the, no I'll, problem, I don't know when I'll put it out there. Like I said, I'm still trying to figure this whole thing out, but that was fun. I mean, I got a lot of notes and I think anyone that watches this uh, can take a lot out of it. That's awesome, man. I, like I said, man, I just, I like action. So man, just keep, keep doing it. Like I said, I've seen, like, I'm, I like, I watch YouTube all the time and um, like I've seen channels literally, you know, start from like this from, you know, just on somebody's cell phone. Now they got these things you know, elaborate studios. So it's just one of those things that you have to just keep plugging. You can't even worry about like views. Just Yeah. Like, well, dude, I love, I love talking about this more than it, like anything in the world. Like mm -hmm. talking about philosophy, how to make yourself better, what like listening yeah. to what, you know, some of the soundtracks you use and how you inspire yourself. Uh, I, I would rather sit and talk about this than anything. And this gives me like an appointment and an excuse to do it, yeah. you know, cause it's like, yeah, you know, you know how busy, I know you're, you're busy with your four kids and I have three kids and uh, I'm all over the place, you know, and, and, you know, you're not going to sit there at a little league baseball game and have a deep conversation. Like this. <laughs> yeah, um, man. So it just gives me an excuse to, to actually get to talk about the stuff that I love to talk about, especially here in, um, you know, the way that you do it is, is awesome. Definitely, man. And I, I said, I love having these conversations as well. I, I don't think, I think, like I said, we as men, I don't think we have enough of these sort of conversations to, like with each mm -hmm. other. You know what I mean? Because this can really like, you know, just hearing something like I've heard all these things. These aren't necessarily things that I made up, but I heard all these things and it may not like apply now, but like you said, it's, it's planted in your subconscious and it's there. So it's going to like manifest the, you know, if you keep sort of plugging away. But these are things I like. I love talking about this stuff. I could talk about this sort of thing all day. Because I uh, think what, it just helps you and it just fuels you. Why do you think I asked you to be the first guest? Because I knew <laughs> I knew you would yeah. nerd out on this as much as I would. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm with all this, man. This is what it's all about, man. Because I think that, like you said, no matter where you at, no matter what's going on, like, like I, it's funny because we was, I had hearings today and that's what one of the parole board members, he was like, man, if I dropped you old, if I drop you off in New York City right now and I put $5 in your pocket, could you make, you know, and that's the like, could you make it? Could you, could you, could you figure out a way to deal with whatever happens and make it? Yeah. And he's, he's kind of saying this rhetorically, like he's not necessarily asking nobody a question. He's saying in relation to a, a offender. And I'm thinking in my head, hell yeah, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going to figure, I'm figuring it out somehow, some way. Like I'm yeah. going to figure it out. You know no I mean? doubt, man. That's, that's, you know, that's the competitive mindset. Like, you know, that, that's really what I, you know, not only want to talk about this kind of stuff, but just competitive mindset, you know, what we get from, um, you know, playing football and, and competing, not like against the guy across from you, uh, but just having that, like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find a way to win. I'm going to compete. 
uh, you know, and I'm going to be, you know, find a way to become better and to, and to achieve that goal. And that's, that's, uh, you know, I'm writing a new book about like that kind of mindset. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, there's a lot of people like you and me that are former athletes. I mean, I still consider myself an athlete, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, me too. No, I got you. I do too. But that's the difference, dude. And I always thought that, like, even like in your situation, I thought, like, I, again, I think that, again, if you were playing now, I think it would be a lot different because offenses are different. So mm -hmm. your numbers will probably be through the roof right now. You actually might get a shot because just the offense, the offense you played in was not, you know, receiver right. friendly per se, but you fucking maxed out. You you really you you maxed out, and I think it's it's not about your your physicality. It's really just about your mind. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's about your fucking mindset. Because if you could really focus in, you could really laser that, and you could really put that energy into like really doing it is what you say you want to do. Man, you could get there. Again, you may not get there in the capacity that you like, but you can get there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I wanted to be a head coach by the time I was 30. I got there at 35. You know, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't as fast as I wanted, but, you know, you mean you just, like you said, you just don't give up. It's like, I'm going to figure that. Yeah. Okay, I got $5. I'm going to figure out how to make it, you know, one way yeah. or the other. I got to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got to. And when it becomes sort of like that, then I think that um, – yeah, and plus, like I said, I just think – I think young people sort of need these conversations because I think, like I said, what happens now is that, you know – it's almost like they see, like, when you look at YouTube, when you look at social media, you're seeing, like, already made products. You're not seeing, that's why I love those sort of documentaries or behind the scenes, right? Yeah. You're seeing, like, damn, DMX, I don't, you know DMX, right? Rapper. Yeah. DMX literally spent 10 years trying to make it. Before, like, those albums in the 90s came out, that was a 10-year process trying to, like, get to that point. You know, we, we just see, oh, these rappers, he's got you know, me the fan, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Not knowing that the man spent 10 years trying to make that happen. You know what I mean? Took him 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you, you know, that they, uh, in this book I read, it was like, write down, um, yeah, have a, like a simple goal over like a couple days that you know you can probably achieve, but it's a little tough. And like record all the obstacles or things that get in your way mm -hmm. in those two or three days. And it'll blow your mind, like, because you just can't predict it, right? You'll have all kinds yeah. of, you know, flat tire. I mean, there'd be no way to predict any of these things and all these things that pop up, you know, along the way. And just imagine that over 10 years, you know, what's going to happen. And that's yeah. why, you know, visualizing your obstacles and, and being ready to overcome them, because some of them you can't predict, you know, and you got to be ready. And that's that's the truth. And you know how it is, like, even just like, and I always take it back to working out. Cause, again, that's just a simple example. But like, like I seen the post you made the other day, like you were playing with your kids all day and you had all this crap you were doing, but you had to get this workout in. So it's like, I'm tired. I don't feel like it, but I had to do it. Have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the same thing. Like, like last night I worked out like, I went to the gym like at nine o'clock at night, you know, because like, I, I got to get this in. Like, I can't yeah. feel this way anymore. You know what I mean? You don't want to, you have to. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's really, we get what we have to have, not what we want. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Listen, man, we got to get together again soon. I will, uh, I'll let you know when the podcast drops, so to speak. I still got some figuring out to do, but it's all good. Hit me up soon, man. Let's get together. All right, we'll do, brother. Thank you. All right, Hoss. Love you, man. All right, love you too, brother. Peace. What's up?
no, did you get the job? Well, I was talking about here. Here's you start this. Um, Brian Cook just been calling me. He obviously know who I'm by. We're going to go with for the wide receiver coach. Right now they're going to go with, um, but he was pissed. He said that he wanted me if it was Brian. I did a podcast. I just did my first podcast. Tried. I don't even know how to. Uh, 